You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Joe Flacco, Matt Nagy, Rich Gannon, and Tim Donnelly. You get the latter Delaware quarterback from three to six. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. It has been over 24 hours, almost a day and a half. Tom Brady remains retired. He hasn't come out of retirement yet. Way to go, Tom. Uh, I guess it took a month last time, but but we should probably check up, I mean, at least a couple times a week just to make sure he's he's not, you know, on a field near the house working out with high schoolers. Uh, make <laughs> make sure he's not calling up Gronk like, hey, you want to play catch? <laughs> that's something friends do in retirement, right? You want to play catch? <laughs> that, that's always how it starts, right? You want to you you, you sign up for a flag football league? <laughs> oh, wait, the Raiders are calling. Brady retiring yesterday. Celebration of the greatest football player ever to play the game, right? Uh, we, we, I think, appropriately – it's it's weird when someone retires in sports. It feels like they, they died, right? It's like we, we, we appropriately eulogized his football career yesterday. Uh, we all gathered around. We told stories. We laughed. We talked legacy. We teared up a little. Not really, but you know what I'm talking about. The other thing that Brady's retirement does, though, is it's also a retirement of just one of the 20 legit starting quarterbacks in the world. Like, there's also an impact on the league. NFL starting quality quarterbacks are not a a plentiful resource, right? The reason why he was so unbelievable is because he was doing one of the harder things to do in sports at an unbelievably high level for 23 years, right? It's, it's, It's not a coincidence that every year there's like 15 teams scrambling the entire offseason trying to fill their, their quarterback spot. It's because there, there's not enough of them to go around. There are 32 teams in the NFL. There are not enough starting NFL-quality people that can play the quarterback position in the world. And if, you, and if you don't believe me, I want you to watch. They just said the arena football is coming back. I want you to watch arena football. I want you to watch the XFL, the USFL, all of these secondary spring leagues and things, and you'll recognize the biggest difference is just the play at the quarterback. There, it's not a plentiful resource. It's scarce. So Tom Brady retiring is, yes, Tom Brady retiring. But it's also that's one more team looking for a quarterback. Keyshawn Johnson on our morning show, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, talked about how Brady's retirement threw off the whole quarterback market. This whole Brady thing kind of messed up the quarterback landscape, in my opinion, by him retiring because teams have very little options at the quarterback position in terms of quarterback that they need for their team, right? Mm-hmm. This affects what the what the New York Giants want to do with Daniel Jones, no what doubt. the Raiders want to do now all His of a sudden went up. with Carr. It may affect what Green Bay process thinking is in terms of Love and Rodgers. So it's a whole bunch of stuff. And, and it's quite literally, I always, 
there are certain things you start talking about as if you know them. You get a little, you get a little nervous. I took two classes of, of uh, economics, actually three classes of, of economics in college, micro, macro, and then another one. Uh, so I understand supply and demand, right? And basically what just happened is the quarterback market lost 120th of their supply for legit starting quarterbacks. There are usually 20 teams, roughly, that have a quarterback that they're happy with, 10 to 12 that are looking for one. There might be one or two in there that have, like, a lottery ticket that they're just grasping tight going, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit one day. For the last 22 years, right, because he just played – so for the last 22 off seasons, Brady was one of the 20. He was one of the – we know what we got, right? As soon as he signs with the team, they have the advantage of not having to worry about that play, that player, that position. As of right now, the AFC South has four teams that are not among the halves. Sorry, NFC South. Let me get that straight. The NFC South has Desmond Ritter, Andy Dalton slash Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, and now Kyle Trask, right? Blaine Gabbert, whichever Kyle Trask. We'll say Kyle Trask. That's what they have. If you go and get one of the 20 NFL starting quarterbacks in the world to play in the NFC South, you win the division. That The only reason the Buccaneers won the division last year is because they were serviceable at the most important position. Brady wasn't Brady. He was probably 14th best quarterback in the NFL, Brady, but that was still light years ahead of what the, the others were dealing with. And because of that, they had a losing record, but they squeezed out the ones they needed to and two-minute drives and end-of-the-game situations, and they won the division. And, and we talked about how the star power in the league is ready to – we talked about this just a couple minutes ago with Amber Wilson. Uh, the star power in the league is ready to grab the, the torch from Brady and, and run the next leg of the relay race. But, but the fact is quarterback just became more valuable, right? And think about it like this. Um, you're looking for a house, right? Most of us have been there at some point in time. And there might be three that fit most of your checklist, right? You want a garage, you want a three-bedroom, it needs to be in this school district, all those sorts of things, right? Like the, the HGTV things when you're, you're watching House Hunters and they give their wish list, right? There's three houses. One goes off the market. Suddenly you're like, oh, gosh, we got to pay more for these two. Another goes off, uh-oh, now you're willing to pay through the tooth for, for that third one, right? Because the, there's less of them out there. So if you're the Raiders – Right, and, and the Raiders are a team that, that was linked to, to Brady a little bit. If you're the Raiders, one of your wish list fulfilling quarterbacks just went off the market, so now the few others become more valuable to you, whether that's uh, – I almost said whether that's Derek Carr. Definitely not Derek <laughs> Carr. Whether that's Jimmy G, whether that's Rodgers, you're now willing to, to go above and beyond in making sure those guys are there because – one of the few guys that fits all your criteria is now going to be maybe sitting in a Fox booth, maybe hanging out with his kids, maybe playing pickleball with Gronk. Maybe. Golf, maybe. There's a lot that he could be doing, but starting for the Raiders, it doesn't appear like that's going to be one of them. And, and that is a part that, that gets lost in the hoopla. 
right? Because you start talking about you start talking about Tom Brady's impact, his retirement's impact on the rest of the league, and everybody starts getting on you about oh, you just don't go there yet. You have to appropriately honor the goat, and, it's, and uh, yeah, guess who doesn't get to do that? Those twelve teams that don't have a quarterback right now. An article on ESPN said thirteen teams, thirteen could be looking for a veteran option at quarterback to start right away for them. Even with Brady, there weren't 13 available. Take Brady away, there's even less. And, and you know, there's, there's only, as the others fall into place and or retire, right, if, if Rodgers shocks the world or something like that, it, there's going to be even more demand and there's going to be a bidding war, and it's why we're going to talk about it later on, the Bears saying they're going to trade the number one pick or leaking that they're open to trading the number one pick. Those quarterback needy teams are going to see Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whatever their flavor of the week is at quarterback. They might overpay. Derek Carr being available for trade. The smart thing for everyone to do, and this would be collusion, but you'd have to do it with a wink and a nod, is say we're not going to trade for Derek Carr and we're going to wait for the Raiders to cut him because they don't want to pay all of his money next year. So we will wait for the cut and then just try to sign him on free agency. But as his value goes up because there's less veterans available, you're more likely to say, hey, Raiders, what is it going to take? I'll give you something for it. Jimmy G has to be just ear to ear. I don't know if he still has a relationship with Brady. They were, they were friends back in the day, or at least teammates. But uh, he should send him a bottle of wine or something. He should send him a nice watch and say, thanks. You just made me a whole bunch of money. And it's also the, the last point I'll make is with Brady retiring, less veteran quarterback options available, you better think twice before you move on from someone that you have. Ravens, you want to you wanna trade – Lamar Jackson, and, and you want to go back into the quarterback market? It's a, it's a barren wasteland out there. I'm thinking of uh, the Raiders. You're entering into a barren wasteland out there. You didn't have to. There's a lot of other teams that, that I mean, if you ever willingly go there, you better know what you're getting into. Call and text lines open 757 687 9494. Uh, that text from the 757 that just came in, Robbie. Go ahead and read it for us. From the 757, what team will win the NFC South next year? I'm going to cop out. It's way too early. To, <laughs> it's way too early to pick a team, like an individual team. This season, with the Super Bowl is not even over. I'm, I'm refusing. But I, but I will again going into the off season. And tomorrow we're going to do a lot of off season talk because it's a football Friday, the second to last of the year. But there's no football games to talk about, so it's going to be all about setting the table for the off season. Uh, the NFC South is a race to fill that quarterback position. If one of them p- picks up Carr, straight to the head of the list. If one of them can trade up and, and end up grabbing a Stroud or a Young, those two are my, my two at the top right now, haven't crunched all the tape, but I know I have them ahead of uh, Levis and Richardson. Um, if they can grab one of those, they jump to the head of the list. Jimmy G, assuming that Carr and the the top draft picks don't end up in that division, they jump to the head of the list. It it truly becomes whichever one of those teams, right, whichever one of those three, four teams, if if they can grab a serviceable quarterback, one of those 20 I'm talking about, they go right to the head of the list. Back to the text line we go, Robbie, the one that just came in from the 804. 
From the 804, do you think the Jets are still going to get a new quarterback? They will have a new quarterback. It will not be Zach Wilson. It will not be Joe Flacco, not be Mike White. Uh, and and we're gonna, this will be a nice little tease. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on. Uh, matter of fact, we can talk about one of their options coming up next right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The Tim Donnelly Show continuing live from Chartway Arena, the home of tonight's JMU at ODU men's basketball game. If you don't have plans to get out here tonight, change your plans and get out here tonight. It's a rivalry game right here in Chartway. Uh, But also when we come back, one of the options for the Jets, Jimmy G on the market. Who's going to get him? Stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Follow us on Twitter. I believe we're still at ESPN Radio 941 on Twitter. You can go ahead and follow me at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. All of our social media is brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. If you listen to the show often, and I appreciate you if you do, uh, you know that that we have at times our own language that we speak around here, right? Philip Rivers' conundrum, the Darren McFadden effect. We have appreciate greatness. We have a few things that we say, little taglines. One of them has been the Baker Mayfield line. I'm renaming the Baker Mayfield line. It is now the Jimmy G line because Baker Mayfield has has teeter-tottered, toddled on down below that line kind of significantly now. Uh, it was named after Baker Mayfield, the Brown. Now it's Jimmy G wherever he goes. Uh, he is, Jimmy G, I believe, the exact middle of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, but but not the middle like he is the 16th best, 16th or 17th best. I'm saying the exact middle of, of quality in that everyone better than Jimmy G, you pay. Everyone worse than Jimmy G, you don't. And Jimmy G becomes the hardest decision to make. The Niners are moving on from Jimmy G, okay? Well, as they've tried to do in the past. But this time, Kyle Shanahan said it pretty, pretty dis- succinctly. Uh, here's Shanahan's interaction with the media. There's a scenario in which you guys can see Jimmy being back, and if so, what, what would that look No, I don't see any scenario of that. I don't see any scenario of that referring to a scenario where Jimmy G is back with the team. So, Jimmy G lives on the line, right? It is the new Baker Mayfield line, uh, inspired by the Mendoza line. It is Jimmy G being right there in the middle, and... You need to know that if you're going to be in the market for him, right? If you have a quarterback better than Jimmy G, you're great. You're good. You're gravy. If you have one worse than Jimmy G, you might debate it a little, but you're probably going to move on. If you have Jimmy G, you probably like him, but you have no idea what to do with him. You can win with him, but you darn sure won't win because of him. He can get you close, but maybe no cigar. You know what I mean? So if you go and get Jimmy G, you have to make sure your team is, ironically, built like the Niners in that they have everything around him that can prop him up and all of the, the rest of the roster pieces needed to, to cover up for what he can't do dynamically. Mike Florio, NFL Pro Football Talk on Jimmy G's future. Yes, It's yours. Agreed. We're building around you. 
you're our quarterback. That's not going to happen. So the next best thing is going to be to have a chance to prove himself somewhere else, maybe on a short-term deal. Is that not the most Jimmy G line thing in the world? It's it's. Here's Jimmy G's appeal. If you are a historically downtrodden franchise and you would be happy with a playoff appearance, Jimmy G looks like a glass of water after 40 days in the desert, right? And I'm not talking about the cheekbones. It, 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 he looks like a solution, right, safe. But if you're a team that has higher aspirations, if you're a team that believes with 32 teams in a league, you should be going Super Bowl every single year because there's only 32 teams, right? It's not the mega millions or the Powerball where you have a one out of a bajillion trillion. You have one out of 32. So you should go for it every time. You're probably looking at Jimmy G and saying, I don't consider 10 wins a success. I consider 10 wins and a chance at the Super Bowl success. So it all depends on what you have and what you want. If you, you don't have a quarterback, Jimmy G's an upgrade. If you have a quarterback that's below average, Jimmy G's an upgrade. If you want a quarterback that one day you're going to be no doubt paying 40-plus million dollars per year, Jimmy G doesn't fulfill that box, which, which makes it really interesting for teams like one that was brought up by a texter in the last segment, like the Jets, for teams like the Colts, right, teams that – on paper at times, have had all of the boxes checked, right? The, 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 the Colts, maybe not this year as much as the past two, but you could have looked at their offensive line and said, I like what they have. Could have looked at their running backs and said, maybe best in the league. Could have looked at their receivers and said, Michael Pittman's a sleeper. Could have looked at their defense and said, I love like seven of their 11 as great players. All you need is a quarterback. That's tempting to go grab Jimmy G. It's tempting to go grab Jimmy G because all you need is somebody that's going to be safe. The Jets, right? You look at the Jets. Young, up-and-coming star at running back, Brees Hall. Young, young up-and-coming star at wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Young, up-and-coming, solid number two at wide receiver, Elijah Moore. Uh, solid offensive line. Bunch of first-round picks up there. Uh, solid tight ends. Great defense. Defensive this. Defensive that. And, and you're going, all we need is somebody that's going to be better than Zach Wilson. And guess what? Jimmy G, better than Zach Wilson. But it's, it's dangerous to settle in the NFL. This is the, the Jimmy G line, right? The Jimmy G uh, rock in a hard place. The Jimmy G quandary. I'm been, I've been sitting here, we've been talking roughly five minutes about Jimmy G. I have wanted to contradict myself every minute. I've wanted to go, Jimmy G's is great at this, great at that, does this, does that. But he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't do this, he can't do that. But he can do this, he can do that. He has done this, he has experience doing that. However, he's also done this in big games and not done this, and, and it's you just get on this, this pendulum going back and forth with him, and I think there's always going to be a market for him because there's always going to be a GM, a coach somewhere at signing day, right, when, it, when it's time to make the offer, whose pendulum is swinging aggressively towards the look at all the things he can do that the quarterbacks we've had can't. The problem is about week six of that season, the pendulum is going to swing hard to the other side, and they're going to be going, why did we sign up for this guy? 
And then the team's going to win five straight games, and it's going to swing back. And the fan base is going to be doing the same thing. It's going to be like they're watching tennis with their heads are just going back and forth and back and forth. Like, think about what San Fran has done the past couple years, right? They brought him in immediately, seemingly, like five games after getting there, they made him the highest-paid quarterback in football. Then they struggled through years where he couldn't stay healthy. Then they went to the Super Bowl with him. Then they wanted to move on from him and drafted his replacement. They didn't like him so much, they weren't even letting him practice with the team while he was under contract. They had him practicing on the other field. Then they reworked his deal to make him their, the highest-paid backup in football. Then he was starting in the middle of the year, and it looked like they were content to ride him all the way to the playoffs and in, into as far as they could go. Then as soon as the season ended, they went, we're done with him. We don't see a, there's no position of him coming back. That is aggressive swings. Whiplash. So if you, if, if you are so downtrodden on your team that you would take any kind of success, I'd go get Jimmy. Right? If, if the Jets are out there and Jets fans are out there going, listen, we just, we just don't want to be laughed at. Jimmy G. I have a different solution for the Jets. We're going to talk about that different solution for the Jets. And a few other teams, Colts, Houston, very different solution from Jimmy G. Matter of fact, the exact opposite solution from Jimmy G for those teams at the quarterback position this offseason. It's going to come up next right here on the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, live from Chartway Arena, the home of tonight's JMU at ODU men's basketball game, which is inching closer. We are two hours away from broadcast time, two and a half hours away from opening tip uh, for the game here at Chartway. So stick with us right here, 94.1. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. If you see it in a game, you will hear about it right here. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's the Tim Donnelly Show live from Chartway Arena tonight as we are getting set for not just the broadcast of, but the actual game, uh, JMU at ODU Men's Basketball, part of the Town Bank Royal Rivalry Challenge. The Dukes against the Monarchs. Battle Royale. Game of Thrones. A lot of options for the name of that rivalry. They went with Royal Rivalry Challenge. We had so many good ones. I'll put it fans, you can call it whatever you want. You don't have to call it the Royal Rivalry Challenge. You can call it the Game of Thrones. You can call it (laughs) Battle Royale, Clash for the Crown. You can. It's up to you. Uh, Reports came out yesterday to change gears quickly here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Reports came out yesterday that the Bears have decided they are sticking with Justin Fields at quarterback. They like the progression he's shown through his first two years in the league. And they are shopping the number one overall pick. Who should be calling Chicago to move on up? Who should be calling the Bears saying, what's it going to cost? Give us the price. And Chicago is going, nah, make your offer. Like, who should be having those conversations? Because now Chicago is in wheeling and dealing mode. As soon as you are the top pick 
and you do not need a quarterback, your first priority, your first thought has to be wheeling and dealing because you can't. And I've said this in the past, and it's why it's such a bummer if you are the worst team in the league in a year where there's no quarterbacks worthy of a top pick. You can't get the value necessary out of the number one pick on any position but quarterback. So if you want that value, the only way to get it, if you don't need a quarterback, is to trade it to somebody who does because they'll give you quarterback value for it. Mel Kuyper, draft guru, famous hair, was on Canty and Carlin talking about the best-case scenario for the Bears. What they have to hope for is that a team like Houston or Indy feels there's one quarterback ahead of all the rest. And we got to get that one guy. We don't have all three ranked ranked together, like the Eli, uh, you know, Rivers and Roethlisberger year. Okay, we don't have that. And I think if they feel that there's one guy, then Chicago can move off of one. Maybe get lucky, move to two. Let Houston get their guy, and have Indy feel like, okay, we definitely can't lose our our guy, who might be the second or our top guy. We got to go from four to two. Then maybe Chicago can move down twice, go one to two, and then two to four. That's best case scenario for the Bears if that can happen that's wheeling and dealing right there one to two two to four four to seven seven to twelve twelve to eighteen eighteen suddenly every next year's first round pick the bears got suddenly they're like 2024 we have the first the second the fourth the ninth the twelfth we have them all we just kept moving down there's a couple there's two one's on pro football network one's on pff profootballfocus.com where they have these mock draft simulators and every single time, every time I do it, I walk away with eight 2024 first-round picks. It's so easy. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'm going to have a full team of first-rounders in a couple of years. Start with, like, you know, the fourth pick in Indy, and suddenly you have every first-round pick from 2024 to 2025. But that's what the, 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 the Chicago Bears are going to try to do. They're going to try to get quarterback value without drafting a quarterback, which comes in multiple picks. And they're ho- they're the, they have to hope that there's a market, meaning a lot of people that want to buy. Because once it got leaked, and it, and it happened yesterday, that you're selling the pick and sticking with fields, or that you want to sell the pick and stick with fields, you lose your leverage unless there's a bidding war. Right? Because no everyone, like, you know, the number two overall pick, guess what? Houston's going to chill if you don't convince them you're going to trade the number one because they know you don't need a quarterback. They're going to go, great, take Will Anderson, take Javon Carter. We didn't want him anyway. So you need a bidding war. So what team should be in that bidding war? And remember a little, like, pinned note in the back of your brain. I did say this is a more creative option for the Jets. Houston jumping up from pick two I think makes a little sense, right? I think it makes a little sense, but Houston needs to have their their information and their spies, right, and their their back channels 100% perfect. Because if nobody is going to trade with Chicago and Houston goes from two to one, it's the dumbest pick ever, right? Because then you give up a whole bunch to get somebody that would have been there at number two anyway. The only way them going up to number one makes sense is if they are actually boxing out another team from going to one and taking a quarterback. So they need to make sure they don't get duped by Chicago. Because the first thing I'm doing when when Houston calls me, if I'm Chicago, I'm going, oh, I was just on the phone with Indy. What did you want? Oh, yeah, similar thing. Okay, Uh, well, here's what I told them. And I'm, I'm just letting all that loose. And then it's Houston's job to go figure out if that's legit or not.
So they have to make sure their you know, double secret agents across the league are keeping them informed and not pulling a smokescreen on them. Indianapolis makes a lot of sense jumping up from number four. They need a quarterback, first of all. They have a lot of the other things covered. But also, they don't have a coach, <laughs> right? So I can't speak with any kind of, of, of definitiveness about the Colts until we know who's pulling the strings. That leaves a team that I think makes the most sense that no one is talking about. It would be a big, dramatic move, but, but I think the possibilities are very, very impressive or very, very interesting might be the better word. The Jets. The Jets make the most sense to me. Now, they'd be moving up from 13, which means they would have to pay a boatload to move up 12 picks to number one, 13 picks to number one, or 12 to number two, 13 to number one. But they don't need much else other than a quarterback. I've cited this a few times. Jets fans, as long as you like your coach, as long as you like your coordinator, whoever it ends up being, as long as you like that whole situation, you have the building blocks for something really special. Sauce Gardner is a corner that you can build a defense around. Some of those defensive linemen are going to be around for a long time in the league as very good players. Your offense is wired except for the quarterback position. Part of the, the most intriguing thing about a team giving up a ton to move up to number one is you better only need what you're trading up to number one to get. Because if you're going to have to give up a first this year, a first next year, a first the next year, and a couple seconds, you better not need those picks to go fill other parts of your roster. Which usually, if you're a team that's moving up to number one, you're not like complete roster. But the Jets kind of are. They, that, part of the reason why they were so bad this year, uh, and so bad might be even putting it a little, little aggressively because they actually were knocking on the door of the playoffs at, at times, is because Brees Hall got hurt and because... Zach Wilson didn't get hurt <laughs> because Zach Wilson exists, right? So if you just go solve quarterback and Brees Hall gets healthy, I love what the Jets are doing. I don't think they need a whole bunch of other picks. They'll get better over the next couple of years just by the natural improvement of players. Of the 18 Rookie of the Weeks, I keep coming back to this, of the 18 Rookie of the Weeks in the NFL, the Jets had 10 of them. And not the same guy winning it 10 times, right? There's every once in a while that happens. You, you just have a guy who's, uh, you know, a super stud, gets into the league and, and wins a rookie of the year 10 times. But, but they had four different rookies win rookie of the week. Sauce Gardner won a bunch of them. Garrett Wilson won a bunch of them. Brees Hall, before he got hurt, was winning them. And then Zonovan Knight at the end picked up a rookie of the week. So, so those guys, all those young players – are just going to get better with time, right? Garrett Wilson's going to get better with time. Elijah Moore, who's a second-year player, but he's just going to get better with time. So you bring in your quarterback, who would be a young guy, obviously. He would get better with time. You're going to have everybody that you need in the building, and you just got to wait for it to develop. It's the, like, you know, if, it, if a team is some kind of meal, then you'll have all the ingredients. You put it in the oven, and you, you know, you just got to wait for it to cook. Got to preheat it right now, though. And then once it's up, to, and then you put it in, and then you go grab grab a drink, sit by the TV, and wait for the buzzer to go off. Who, if you're going to trade up to number one, my, my whole point of this is if you're going to trade up to number one, 
and and you're going really anywhere other from than from number two to number one, you're going to have to give up a ton. And that means you better feel confident in just about everything else in your roster. And I don't see many teams that are in the mix for a quarterback that would be confident in most else of their roster. Definitely not Houston, although they likely wouldn't have to give up as much. Uh, Indy, maybe, although I'm less confident about that now than I was last year. The Jets make a lot of sense. And I haven't heard that one yet. I hear they're in the market for Derek Carr. I hear they're in the market and willing to do anything for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Just because you missed on Zach Wilson doesn't mean you should never bank on a top draft pick quarterback ever. Right? It's, the first-round quarterbacks are about 50-50. The Jets are due, right? I mean, if it's 50-50 and you've picked nine straight <laughs> no's, you could say you don't know what you're doing and you're always going to pick a no, or you could say I'm due. Dealer, here's another 100 and see what happens. And that's what I think they should do. I'm, I'm, I've talked myself completely into the Jets trading up to number one in the NFL draft, and I didn't think I would get there. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Uh, the Pro Bowl events start tonight. And if you listen to the show enough, you know one of my ways to make things entertaining is if you don't care about something, if you aren't interested in it, make a little wager on it. Put a little something-something on it, and then suddenly you're really invested and you're really into it. We're going to try to do that with the Pro Bowl coming up next with a special No Football Week edition of the Snake Draft. Stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Snake draft, snake draft, snake draft, snake draft. Ah! It's the Snake Bit Snake Draft on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Snake draft time. Now, I'm being a benevolent host on this one because what's the score, Robbie, season long? You're up by five. I'm up by five. Uh, We've been playing the snake draft all football season long. Uh, Every Thursday, we've been drafting five players to score touchdowns. Uh, When there's Thursday night football going on, it's uh, for the Thursday night football game. Since Thursday night football has ended, uh, we've been going back and forth, snake drafting players to score that weekend. And on the... The entire year, I'm up five. Now, there's obviously only one football game left, and it would be mighty difficult to make up five uh, in, in, a, uh, in a Super Bowl. So we're going to do a little special, a little, little bonus here on the Pro Bowl, see if we can't get Robbie a little closer on this one, although I'm going to try to bury him because I'm competitive like that. <laughs> so we have five of the events in the Pro Bowl activities, or Pro Bowl games, I think they're calling them, uh, and we are going to pick the winners and for each winner that you pick, you get a point, and we'll see if it evens out. Uh, the events are lightning round, which is a, a whole thing with, with balloon tosses and punt catches. It's multiple levels. Longest drive, like the golf drive. Precision passing, best catch, and tick, or sorry, kick tack toe with the kickers. Um, I'm going to give a little, uh, little bonus here just for those of you that are, are looking for a reason to watch tonight. Dodgeball. I'd go AFC. I'd go AFC. I, I looked at it, and it's very simple here. Uh, anybody that's ever played dodgeball knows the catch is the most important, right? You get 
the other person out and your team gets someone else on. It's the biggest swing in the game. If you've seen the movie Dodgeball, you know what's up. And yes, I'm half sarcastic and half ironic on this, but I also think this is good insight. Uh, so the AFC has four wide receivers and tight ends in the mix. Meanwhile, the NFC has two plus a Christian McCaffrey, so I'm calling it two and a half. So if you want people that can catch, you need to go to the pass catchers. Wide receivers and tight ends become more valuable. Four to two and a half, you go AFC all day. You go AFC all day. So there's a little dodgeball insight just in case you think we're taking the week off from our analyst roles because there's, there's no football game. No, our analyst hats never come off completely. Uh, bonus little pick here, dodgeball AFC. Now, uh, now it's time for the snake draft. Robbie, who goes first? Tim, you got the first pick this week. First pick. So uh, the way we're kind of doing this is I can go to any of the any of the, the rounds, right? Correct. All right, give me kick-tack-toe Justin Tucker. Dang. For a few reasons. Uh, first of all, Justin Tucker is the GOAT. Uh, he's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. But also, there's only two contestants in that. It's just the, the AFC and the NFC kickers. So... You know, you go to some of these other events, there's a billion entries. It's going to be difficult to pick the winner. It's a one out of two in kick-tack-toe. Give me Jay Tuck, Baltimore's finest, opera singer, does a little bit of everything, including kick-tack-toe. Well, then I'm going to go with precision passing and give me Geno Smith. Hmm. He was one of the more accurate quarterbacks this year, which I think will, you know, progress into, you know, some good stats putting up in in this uh, precision passing predicament that he is being put in. I, I think also a lot of people writing him off. They don't think that he should he be there. He hasn't written back. He hasn't written back. And you know what I think. Side note. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to cut you off. You're good. Uh, Pro Football Focus put out an article where it predicted the biggest free agents and what their market value would be. Justin, or sorry, uh, Geno Smith. Four years, $150 million. Wow. 112 guaranteed. Ooh. For Geno Smith, I've never heard a better argument to franchise tag that guy and wait and see if he can do it for two years before you give him $112 million <laughs> guaranteed. Pro football focus is either cooking the books or, or Geno Smith is about to get paid more than I ever thought possible. Sorry, uh, I, oh, I guess you have I, got, pick, I, yeah. I do have another pick, don't I? And then give me for give me Jason Myers for kick, tack, toe. Like you said, there are, aren't that many people, so not that many people have an opportunity to win. But he is the Seattle Seahawks kicker. Had a great year, and I think he's got a, a good chance to uh, upstage Justin Tucker and kick, tack, toe. You you uh, saved yourself there. Because if you didn't take him, I was going to take him in the next round, and then I would have had a guaranteed win because I would have the two kickers. Uh, and I, I thought I was going to sneak one by there, <laughs> but uh, but you got there. Okay. Um, or do we want to do it where you have to pick one for each of them? I was going to do one for each, okay. but right. it's, uh, right. it's up fine. to you. It's then, strategy. Then, then, then you shouldn't have taken Myers because I, I couldn't have taken him. Uh, preci precision passing, you already have yours, so I'm, I'm going to save mine until the end. Um, long drive. Give me Justin Tucker. My team's going to be just Justin Tucker <laughs> in every event. Uh, but here's the reason. It's a golf long drive. Kickers have so much more time than everyone else in season. Kickers will go get in like a Tuesday, Wednesday round at the course. I think Justin Tucker and right, right, like muscle memory, it's all the same thing. The mental side of kicking and one swing, just 
Justin Tucker, kicker. It was, it was between him or Tressway for me. Give me give me Jay Tuck. For lightning round, there's a lot of people in the lightning round that, you know, actually, Tim, you got another pick. Oh, I do have another pick. It's you're a gonna snake s- draft. I'm, you're going to steal from me. It is one of those days. Um, Best catch, Justin Jefferson. You have to be a performer. You have to have a little bit of swag for the moment. This is the, the guy that, that popularized the gritty in the NFL. I would expect some form of gritty catch, and I, I think that'll play well with – I think there's a social media voting element of this, and uh, I think that's going to play well with the social media uh, generation. So give me a JJ from Minnesota. A lot of Justins on your team. Just exclusively. Just, exclusively just Justin. Justins. <laughs> Be easy to, to follow. For the lightning round, a lot of people to choose from, but it ultimately comes down to one guy, and that one guy for me is going to be Brian Burns. I think he, you got to be athletic. Really? I think you got to be you got to have a little bit of everything, and I think Brian Burns does that for me. I just have a feeling. You think he's good at the water balloon toss I th- I and field so. punts? I think so. I think you know you look at at the whole roster of who's going to be involved in the lightning round. I just got a good feeling about Brian Burns. So give me Brian Burns in the lightning round. Can I just point something out about the lightning round? The lightning round is 100% like the the you don't have anywhere else to be, so we're going to throw all the players into this one. Yep. It's it's, you know, if you don't play an instrument, you get to sing in the choir. That is 100% <laughs> the lightning round. There's all these like, oh, there's four entries in this, there's three entries in that. There's 900 entries with everybody else in the lightning round, and it is going to be uh, more of a cattle call style. And then my next pick is going to be Stefan Diggs for the best catch. I think it's going to be a two-man race. I think it's going to be either J.J. or Stefan Diggs, and I think it's going to be, you know, Stefan Diggs coming out on top. All right, so you you already picked both of these, so I, I get kind of the run of everyone else. Uh, precision passing, give me Jared Goff. You want to know how much I thought about this? I overthink the heck out of all of this. Uh, I'm picking Jared Goff. It came down to me either Jared Goff or Trevor Lawrence because uh, they're both number one overall picks. And what do you have to do to become a number one overall pick? You have to look really good throwing in shorts and a T-shirt. Your pro day is amazing. You're the top recruit because you were grading camps in shorts and a T-shirt. And what is precision passing but looking good in shorts and a T-shirt? <laughs> no pass rush, right? You're the number one pick guy. The others, right, you think of uh, – Gino, you think uh, Kirk Cousins is in it, Derek Carr. Those guys were all like the gamers that didn't look good in shorts and a T-shirt, but turns out they're better football players than they are campers. Uh, so so I'm, I'm going Jared Goff on that one. And then uh, my final pick for the lightning round, uh, Quandre Diggs, Seattle. He has hands. He's, he's had multiple interceptions a billion years in a row. Uh, the only player in the NFL with at least three interceptions, six, six straight seasons. And in, in my experience, the events like this that are kind of a mishmash or smorgasbord, what you need is small guys with a lot of energy. You need small guys that want to be there, super competitive. That's Quandre Diggs. Can't be too cool for school, right? You need somebody that's trying to prove themselves. I think that's Quandre Diggs. My last pick is going to be for the long drive and, and kind of along the same lines as, as your Justin Tucker pick. Give me Tressway, the punter for the Washington Commanders. Had to go with a little local flair, but also he's a punter, so <laughs> he gets some more time off as well. Spends time with the kickers, the long snappers. They, they go on the golf course, and there's some nice golf courses up around the, the, the northern Virginia area. You know what? I'm sure he's even gotten one in 
with Justin Tucker along the way. Hey, so probably. give me a, a Tress Way for my longest drive. The uh, the funny part about Tress Way, and, and I, I picked this up a few times just from obviously we follow the commanders pretty closely, uh, unbelievable ping pong player. Like other teammates talk trash for him to other teams. <laughs> Like, no, 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 you are beating Tress Way at ping pong. So if he's that good at ping pong, I don't know if that, there's enough time there for, for golf. That's a good point. I did not know that. He's, he's got other hobbies. Meanwhile, I picked the guy that's an <laughs> opera singer. So there you go. Those are our rosters. We'll see if Robbie can make a little comeback here. I want the, I want the snake draft going into the Super Bowl to mean something. Uh, and, and as always, if, if you are unaware, the loser of our season-long snake draft competition well, they have to eat the hottest hot wings that we can find. And we actually we will start working on finding those at some point in time. We're uh, working on it. We're going to find the hottest hot wings that we possibly can, and the loser is going to have to eat them on air, and the other is going to laugh. It's Tim Donnelly Show right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Snake Draft comes to a close. Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders might be coming to an opening. Will Rodgers be a Raider? 757-687-9494. That's the call-in line. That's also the text line. 757-687-9494. How do you feel about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders? Stick around.